1: It is your girl Jasmine and Shantae with the way. And Jasmine, okay, I'm done, I'm sorry. There was no accent today. you're gonna have
0: to like commit to it. You I, know? Will, I, I will, I will, I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs>
0: I agree, I, I agree. will.
1: I'm gonna do it. Um, but welcome back to another episode of the way with Jasmine Tay. It's your girl, Jazz and Shantae. And we do have another very special episode for you guys. We have a guest with us. Um, you guys, please welcome Dorel, aka Fuego Gatsby. This is beautiful. I love this. Love I love that crowd. We have a live studio audience today. <laughs> So uh, we know Fuego. Um, Fuego is a military veteran of five years. He's a film director, a fashion photographer from North Carolina, living out here in Washington. Um, He describes himself as an easygoing dude who thrives off good collaborations that tell a story and bring you into a world of various perspectives. So join us in welcoming him. Um, We're very excited to have you on for today.
2: Excited to be here
1: good good it's gonna be a good episode you know i I've, I've worked with you before i've known you for a few years now so it's kind of like since about time
3: got...
1: yeah since you just moved out here right
2: yeah well it was like right when i got out the military it was right when i got yeah. up, when i had met you i think it was like my first pop-up event that you came to and
1: i and i never like i didn't know until maybe like the second time or so that we met that you were even military like it just happened conversationally i was like oh Oh, suddenly it all makes sense.
2: Appreciate for the, <laughs> you for the service, by the way. Oh yes. yes,
1: thank you. Um,
0: Tay, let the listeners know what they can expect from today's show. As always, you guys can expect an icebreaker so that we can loosen up our guest. Today we'll be playing this or that. Then we'll be getting into an interview to learn more about his projects and what he does. And then we'll be getting into a very spicy, hot topic on what what men and women should be bringing to the table. And I'm really excited about this hot topic because I I just feel like there's a million and five ways to interpret it.
1: Yeah, I like that too, I'm excited. Uh,
0: before uh, we get into it though, I always love to let you guys know that we have 30 and 60 second ad space available. If you would like information on those rates, you can email us at thewayjt at gmail.com or you can DM us at The Way Jazz and Tay on Instagram, or you can check out our website, www.thewayjtpod.com. Additionally, leave us a review and rating
1: on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show grow. Um, And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, And lastly, as Tay just mentioned, you can stay up to date on the latest by checking out our website at thewayjtpod.com. We have all of our latest episodes there, as well as our media kit and information about us. Your guys' support means everything to us, and we really appreciate the love. But now that we've gotten our formalities out of the way, let's get into our icebreaker. All right. So for today's icebreaker, we are going to be doing what I call dis or that. Um, I don't know if you guys are. You guys know who the You Don't Know Jack game series is, or like that whole entire kind of like franchise, but it's it's kind of like a raunchy trivia game. Um, it's not it's not very traditional at all. They kind of throw questions <laughs> out there that are really gonna trip you up. Like you go in there thinking you're gonna do well, and it's and it's terrible. Um, so. This is kind of similar to our Would You Rather icebreaker. And I definitely kind of stole it from the You Don't Know Jack series. Um, It got really popular in like the early 2000s. You could play it on like your computer. We we grew up playing it on the PlayStation. Like that's like the original PlayStation. (laughs) That's kind of how far back that goes. Um, But basically, the game will pose the questions involving two choices in which you must answer with one of the choices. Even if neither of them really applies to you. Um, and so, because we have you on with us, I know you're a bit of a fashion killer. You know, you're, like you said, you're a fashion photographer. Um, we decided that we could kick it off with some fashion related uh, questions. So, are you ready? Ready. All right, cool. Um, keeping it simple t shirt or button up?
2: Uh, button up. Same
1: same I like that answer
0: why
2: <laughs> button up just because I mean most of the events and things that I go to are kind of formal so I would love to have button up instead but not like a crazy like one with like patterns and stuff like a very simple
1: okay okay yeah I feel you t-shirts for me just automatically kind of dress everything down what about a t-shirt with a blazer though it still it still gives a <laughs> casual look though you know what I mean It still gives like it still gives a casual kinda look because you have the t shirt on. You know? Um depends
2: on
0: who's wearing it. Dress or blouse?
2: Dress or blouse. Dress. I will go with dress. Um I don't know. I think I just love how a dress looks. I mean, in the flow of it i know for me photography wise i just love how like you can actually do like some spend with it. it has so much motion mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah
1: i know i automatically thought dress and that's just because for me dresses are easier to wear you just
0: put a dress on and
1: then you're dressed <laughs> you, it's but... one
0: item of clothing and you're yeah. automatically kind of like dressed up also i can't yeah. do buttons I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, but
2: that's like a personal problem <laughs> not, there. But okay.
0: Well,
1: not not it all blouses. It definitely is. Not all blouses <laughs> have buttons, girl.
0: Most of my blouses are button ups, and I'm like, leave it. Ugh. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. Flip flops or sneakers?
2: Mmm, dang. For I mean, it depends on the occasion, but I guess. I'm fl- I'm in flops most of the time. Even right now, I'm in flops. Like really, like slides,
1: like slides.
2: I love some slides, some slides, some Crocs. Like that's me to a T. But I mean, I'm just not. Ne- I've never been a sneaker person, really. Yeah. I'm not a sneaker person. That's the only thing in fashion. Like I'm not like really into.
1: So when you get when you get like dressed up and whatnot, like what are you wearing? You're not wearing slides.
2: No, I'm not wearing slides. <laughs> I'm wearing like some Vans, uh, low. Mm, okay. Or- some skater shoes and whatnot. That's more like
0: I gotcha. Okay, okay. I like that. I wasn't expecting flip flops, but I'm thinking like the typical like thong style. That's exactly what I was thinking too. And I don't I don't really care for flip flops like that.
1: I'm just imagining you walking around <laughs> with the whole slap, 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 slap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you put prefer... I mean like some Adidas or like even like the little like crocs, like the sport the little crocs sports or whatever, like that would be more me.
1: Okay, bright or neutral colors?
2: Man, I used to be bright. I'm bright right now. Yeah. But like, I would say I think Seattle's made me very neutral a lot of times when I go out. I'm always wearing something kind of sleek, black or like
4: yeah,
2: like neutral tones. But I don't know. Me, it's all about mood too. So like, if I'm feeling happy and I want everyone else to feel happy around me, like, I'm gonna be real bright that day. But for the most part, it's definitely neutral.
1: I definitely um, re- noticed or remembered that about you is that like that was one thing that I always stood out to me is that you do have more of like a bright style, just you in general, or even just I remember in some of uh, like the earlier shoots and stuff that I saw with you, and just kind of seeing like how you're how you've transitioned or you started playing with other colors and themes and stuff. So I was interested to see what you would say because what do you I don't know what you what do you like more bright or neutral?
0: What do
2: I like more? Yeah. I like colorful. I like,
0: yeah, Yeah. same. I feel that part about like Seattle making you like neutrals more because I'm telling you like blacks, nudes, olive green, those like tan browns, my favorites, (laughs) all of my favorites. And they look good and they all go together, you know? Right. And I'm sure
2: you notice, like even just being like down in South now, like it's like it's very colorful.
0: Everything. There's patterns. There's colors. And I'm like, I don't really like any of that. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to start learning to like some of it.
2: It's gonna grow on you.
0: I feel hella <laughs> dressed down all the time. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not dressed up enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay.
1: Boxers or briefs. Briefs. I agree. I pr- I prefer briefs on a on a partner over boxers. Yeah. I actually can't think of the last time I saw a pair. Of, oh no, I saw a pair of boxers recently. Are we allowed to have that
0: preference, Jasmine?
1: We can have preferences. We just can't tell anyone what they should or should not be doing. Okay. <laughs> I prefer briefs, but you do you. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like briefs is just so much more comfortable.
1: And to be honest, you just look better. Like the package looks better from the front and the behind.
2: And we went there.
1: I it's just- like, she's going to go there. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I'm just saying boxers, you, you don't know what you're looking at. I don't know if it's the front or if it's the back. Just because there's a slit. That's the only reason why I could tell the difference. Hmm. The briefs, there's no, no depth. There's no question. All right. <laughs> Moving can on.
2: Together two you can like slip out. It's not.
1: See, and yeah. you could just have accidents, right?
2: Yeah, and yeah, it's just a random thing. And then all
1: of a sudden, you're just out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> the worst part being sleep. Like.
1: Hey, <laughs> so, is so for girls, for girls, it's the whole uh, tank top. It's the whole tank top thing. Like, you know how you say, you just be in the middle of the night and all of a sudden your stuff is just out. We Mm -hmm. can wake up in a tank top and it's all twisted around. (laughs) We've got like stuff sticking out left and right. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) All right, I've got one one last one and then we can move on, okay? Do you prefer dyed hair or natural hair? And I'm thinking from like a fashion photographer lens.
2: I, oh man, like, dyed, I think, I think for me, I would prefer die just because I love color, and I love for I love to play with color and whatnot, and like the styling, the the mm-hmm. outfit you can put together, like it's just it just pops way more, uh, especially like on social media, like colors always pop. It's the first, thing. it's something that can like I call it like feed stopping when you just scroll in, you see like that pop of color that just makes mm. you stop on the screen. So, yeah, I definitely would say dyed hair. But I love a natural look, too, though. I love my, like, when I shoot with queens, I love, like, the natural look
1: Mm.
2: and whatnot for shoots.
1: I love that you said that, queens, when I shoot with queens. (laughs) (laughs) Snap, snap, snap. I just love that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for giving us some insight on what some of your preferences are. Um, Got a lot, took a lot away from that i also learn that you like slides, like that, of everything, I, I just, really I wasn't, <laughs> I literally, I'm just, cause I, I just know you as like, when I've seen you, I've never seen you. I don't feel like, you know, like chill or whatever. I think I've always seen you when you've been like out and about, or like you are dressed to go somewhere or something. So yeah. I've always, you know, known for you to be more put together. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect for you to say that. That's, that's just why.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess my head would like for sneakers, I automatically like think Jordans, Air Forces and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm, I know myself, I'm like, nah, that's not me. Like, I don't, I'm not into Jordans and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not a height beast at all. So like bands, loafers, you might even see me back when you met me, I was wearing like boots a lot too. Like dressy boots. Like mm. that's where I'm going to be at when it comes down to me getting dressed up. But from I'm at home, man, slides, Crocs. That's it. So, if you yeah. could get a custom slide, like pick it right now. Cause you know, like Nike has like the Air Max slide. I mean, there's some creativeness going out there. If you could choose one, what would it be? If I could choose one. Yep. I would say some Adidas, some Adidas slides. Yep. Good. I'm always classic. I love the three stripes. There you go.
0: Interesting. We had a conversation about Adidas versus Nike recently, and most of us are like team Nike. I'm a team Adidas, <laughs> team
1: Adidas.
2: I'm,
1: I'm team Adidas for the affordability factor but don't get me wrong I will definitely bomb out on some Nike <laughs> I just have more Adidas that's that's what it was
2: same same here I got more I also
0: think listening to like your style like the shoes that you like to wear again bringing it back to like Seattle style since I've moved here I've noticed how like everybody seems like they sneaker heads like everybody like as soon as a new shoe drops everybody's trying to buy it Mm. and it's always like this creative like shoe that it's like I don't even know what you would honestly wear with it but everybody has to have it Nah. and it's so interesting to me like I could get behind that because I love shoes I'm like yeah let me just buy shoes because it feels good but I noticed as soon as I moved here I was like I barely have any sneakers like all I have are heels and Mm. sandals and then like a pair of converse and I wear my converse pretty much every day because (laughs) you know Um, but yeah I'm like it's very interesting to me like the different styles on the coast but then again maybe I just don't know a lot of sneakerheads in Seattle there's a lot out here though like that's the thing
1: I I know a lot of people who are very much like sneakerheads out here I've just like because I'm not necessary okay, Benny. He's got a he's got a Jordan a, like Nike shirt on.
0: Benny be dripped out. He'll come in with the Jordans matching everything. And not today.
4: I have my crappy outfit. thongs that you don't like.
0: Yo, okay, but Benny, here's the thing. I talked all that junk, and I'm wearing right. slides right oh. now. So.
3: Truth comes out.
1: Yeah, For the record. I will say I have not wearing anything on my feet and i'm feeling like i'm regretting that (laughs) i don't even got socks on guys are you wearing boxers
2: or briefs though i mean there could be that too we're going commando oh wow okay new show
0: (laughs) wow and she's headed into work no i'm joking
3: (laughs) right hello everybody
0: um, well, now that our conversation has gotten off on a weird tangent, we're going to go ahead and jump into a quick two to three minute break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Way With Jazz and Tay.
1: Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you, girl. I just had to run and tell y'all about my favorite licensed esthetician, Easy Aesthetics by Elise. She helps me keep it right and tight, okay? I'm talking facials for your face, booty, and Meow. Not only is she amazing at skincare services, but she also provides teeth whitening, body contouring, and services for men too. Book her for a private session, a kickback spa day with your girls, or date night with your man. Whatever you have in mind, just ask and she'll let you know how she can service you. Now that's what I call top-tier full service. DM her on Instagram for rates and services at Easy e Aesthetics. Again, that's easy E aesthetics with a Z. Tell her Jazz sent you. Now hurry before she blicks up.
0: Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support Thinking for Yourself on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Welcome back to The Way with Jazz and Tate. Hey! We play all day. Hey! Keep Keep it going. Going. Okay, okay. No, I was like, you got something. <laughs> you
2: got something?
1: <laughs> okay. So next time, next okay. Well, welcome back. You guys. I know it's okay. <laughs> we threw you on the spot there. It's all right. Um, welcome back. You guys, before the break, we did our, um, intro of Daryl, AKA Fuego. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Um, and then we did a fun little icebreaker, this or that, learned a little bit about some of his fashion preferences and sidetracked a little bit as well. Uh the boxers in brief provided quite the interesting conversation. But now <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and transition into our interview with him because we wanna know who you are, what you're about, what drives you, all of that.
0: Okay. Um you? Oh, sorry.
1: Shantae, do you want to take
0: it away? Sure. Um, so before the break, as Jasmine said, we talked to him. Uh, we did an icebreaker, this or that. Sorry, I'm massively distracted because my dog oh, keeps coming up and staring at me. Understood. And the way she's staring is like, <laughs> help me. And I'm like, nothing's happening. You can just nope. go down. That was bad timing on my part. My Yeah, man. it's funny, though, because <laughs> she looks so sad. And I'm like, how can I help? Josie, have, have um, Josie go back to her Instagram page. Right, go go, be go busy. take a nap. Go back yeah. to her bed. Go be you know, sleep, take a nap. That's where she was. <laughs> um, so he's currently working on a music video that he shot and directed for the artist by the name of Kevin Pfeiffer, who's actually new to the Seattle scene by way of. Um, the Bay Area California Bay Area we're gonna give you guys a little bit of a snippet of this trailer and talk a little bit more about it after Finny So um, I have a lot of questions because when I watched it, it was giving Stranger Thing vibes. But looking at the description, mm-hmm. uh, Darrell says the creative direction for the music video was actually inspired from the movie, The Thin Line Between Love and Hate, which stars Martin Lawrence and Lynn Whitfield, which Lynn plays crazy in that movie. Okay. Very. Like, I remember that. I remember some that. Influence. Okay, Um, the story of the music video is the transition of the artist Kevin going from lover boy kind of like sort of, you know, like Drake into toxic heartbreaker kind of like uh, Brent So (laughs) This could be a relatable story for anyone who has had heartbreak and took their visions from heartbreak back to the streets of love. Um, the music video is actually a continuation project Ooh. that Darrell also directed. And this one, that one's titled I Want You Now. Um, this video, the trailer that we just played for you, has also been submitted to the Northwest Film Festival. And it features dance crew, how do I say this? The Maasai? Masai. Usai.
2: Usai. Usai. I was
0: real close. You were, girl. <laughs> um we will be sharing an actual video clip of the trailer trailer in our video podcast and you can look for the full video to drop in the fall but we wanted to talk to you a little bit more about it um i personally wanted to know how much creative freedom did you have with this project Mm
2: -hmm. oh i had entirely like all creative freedom it was a lot of fun um just because like when i I presented it to i remember i called him and like i just had it middle of the night like process listening to a song and I had like this crazy thought called him at like three in the morning and he just loved the concept everything that I talked about and whatnot um and then we just like we just jumped into it like literally like, I got a stylist for it but, um Andrea that's the stylist I've been working with like on most of all my projects but uh that was her first time ever working with me and she okay. styled up to I want to say like 10 people
3: wow for oh, wow. the project
2: she came in with a whole wardrobe they was in a green room like everyone got styled for it. Um, My vision for like styling came from like Wall to Wall by Chris Brown.
1: (gasps) That's one of my favorite videos.
2: Yeah, that was like the whole like, that was my original inspiration. Cause I just pictured everyone because he wanted to be like toxic. He told me like the whole story about it. He was like, yeah, like, you know, I went through heartbreak and now I just want to like show people that I don't care about the heartbreak anymore. And I'm like this toxic lover. And I was like, oh man, that sounds like Chris Brown or Bad Girl, Rihanna, when she went through her little Bad Girl thing and whatnot, um, when it was all Black. So we just decided to make everyone all Black and just go crazy. We rented out a whole uh, theater space and whatnot, and Mm. it was dope. It was just a lot of fun.
0: Are you guys going to have, like, a big viewing party for this? Yeah, um, like a release music video? Um,
2: That's the only part I'm not sure on, because right now, um, when we worked on that, he wasn't under management. But now, the artist I worked with, he's under management now, so. oh, okay. Whole, Say like, that then. Yeah, they have to go through the whole, like, branding and everything, coming up with a branding kit, so. I Let's feel keep- like...
1: I feel like for you though like this being like you like you said you had all the creative you know freedom in, in the world on this project if, if they don't put something together we you definitely got to like this I is yeah I, I
2: put it in northwest film form because if, if it does get um accepted they will actually have like a private viewing and whatnot and i can invite people to awesome. that
0: okay yeah that is awesome so what does the process i'm kind of jumping around but it's kind of on topic Mm -hmm. um this sounds like it was a big undertaking because you filmed it you directed it i'm assuming you edited it Mm -hmm. as well so you did like pretty much everything on the film side of it what does that process look like like Mm -hmm. when you're like okay we've got the concept he's greenlit it give us like a high level what that can look like for you
2: um i mean it's it's a whole lot and i make sure like when the process for me i'm very big on pre-production for sure like i have like a whole like every artist that i work with they'll let you know that i have like three form, three or four forms that you have to fill out before we even start like thinking of the idea and these forms are just for me to get into your head and understand like what the song's about the project that it's the song's gonna be on like all of that, so I can understand like visually how we can create something that's really going to not only just market you, but bring people into your world. You know, because this—I mean, you ever had like a song like you listened to and you really didn't like, maybe like the song, but you saw the music video and you're like, "Dang, I love this song now!" All of a sudden, uh, what was
0: swap? What?
2: Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> that video was crazy. But yeah. like, yeah, that's like kind of how I think when I work with people. Like, I like no matter how I feel about the song or how the song like may seem or whatever, I would love to always like bring a visual that's gonna like bring that song to life. So pre-production is huge. Like that's the biggest part for me. Uh, As far as being on set though, it's a lot of fun. I'm very easy going on set. Um, I'm not like one of those like crazy directors who just like, oh, like this, like I'm like controlling and stuff. Like I'm, I love everyone to just do their part. Um, And I'm very about team too. So like if I work with a project, like I love to have a stylist. I love to have a makeup artist. I love to have like everyone on the team. That way I can just all I have to do is focus on directing and making sure the shots come out nice and lighting and stuff like that. That's it.
0: Absolutely. Um, so you said that you were in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, two part question. Which branch of the military? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh Rah Navy. Okay. I'm a Navy brat, so Okay. Um, but then also, like, how did from the, going from the Navy? Like, what sparked your love for photography and like creative direction?
2: Um, Were you the
0: opportunity to do that while you're in the military. Yeah,
2: it started honestly even before the Navy. Um, just back with my dance background when I was in a dance crew. Like, I just loved taking pictures of. We we all just loved taking pictures of each other, like hitting dance moves and stuff like that. Um, once I got into the military, I got a little bit more of a professional background because I became a mass communication specialist. I've had, I had total three different jobs while I was in the military. My first one was mass communication specialist, which that job basically, um, entailed that I like took, I was basically taking pictures of people and I was interviewing people, um, like different lieutenants and officers and asking them like questions about their job. And then I would type up articles. I got to actually interview, um, the globetrotters when they came to our ship
3: what
2: yeah it was like the was,
1: harlem globetrotters
2: yeah i got to type up a whole article about them and actually, <laughs> and it was fun they came and actually played basketball because i was on an aircraft carrier when i was in the navy so oh, they, they, we made it we put together a court on top of the aircraft carrier during our deployment and they came and played ball on um, top of the ship and we just got to talk with them chill with them and then just like you know i got to type up article and take some pictures and stuff
0: where did you go on deployment to
2: man all through asia okay like i went through i went to the philippines i went to korea i've been to japan um bahrain singapore thailand like all those wow
0: everywhere and was it six months since or were you like say again how long were you gone
2: oh um, my first deployment was like nine months and then my second one was eight months and then there was like a bunch of like Two to three months underways in between um, both deployments.
0: What was like? Okay, now that I'm getting into it in a completely different facet. But like, what, <laughs> did you get cabin fever when you were on the ship for that long?
2: Not. I was one of the weird ones. I actually enjoyed deployment. I loved it.
0: Okay. Anytime
2: they used to talk about like extending our deployment, I was like, yeah, let's let's stay. I mean, you're it's more like, <laughs> money. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid way more when you're out to sea. So I see. Of course, I would love to be out there more. But yeah, but that's where my um, my uh, background came from. Just starting, I was a photographer in there. Um, and then when I got out, when I got out, I had to just make that decision real quick, like where
1: yeah, I'm
2: going yeah. um, to go to college and what am I going to go to school for. So right away, I decided to go to school for film, which I went to the Art Institute, which that sucked, but <laughs> it is what it is. That place, it went bankrupt and stuff, but I Yeah.
0: Did that happen while you were going there?
2: Yeah, while I was there. I literally was in class one day and they had like a random meeting and the teachers left for like an hour, came back and they was like, um, we're bankrupt, so (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) We're bankrupt, so class is
1: over.
2: (laughs) Wow, see, look, they were trying to tell us we still had to turn in our projects and everything. I was like, What? Turn in our projects? We still gotta do no. No. We're bankrupt. bankrupt." (laughs) Well here's
1: the gag though. Like where did y'all tuition money go?
2: Um, so some people were able to get certain things back and whatnot. Um, it sucked for military though, because like we got yeah. bill money back and whatnot. Um, oh,
1: man.
2: we were luckily a lot of schools like were able to help us out. Like, I ended up going to school right in the city where I live in Burlington. Um, which is crazy because I didn't even know there was a film school over here. But oh, wow, they actually have like one of the best film schools in all of Washington over here in Burlington. It's called it's only it's like Four years i think it's three or four years into it though it's a new program but like the faculty for the um the program they're amazing
1: good to know yeah look
0: learning stuff every day i had no idea um i personally think you have a very unique photography style and i wanted to know like where do you pull your inspiration from like is there any photographer out there that's inspired you in your style or like uh I would say like a style or a magazine that you're kind of yeah into um,
2: so many so many i pull inspiration from all kinds of things honestly um i would say like crown mag that's definitely a top one i love crown mm. i love how they represent queens and natural hair looks um vogue um, of course i like looking at vogue and then like fenty i love how she does i love how rihanna does her fenty campaigns um there's this there's these two people uh called vivian and thomas they're out in london um but i pull a lot from london when it comes down to london fashion and london okay. like how they do their portraits and stuff over in london i just love i love how they do things like outside of america yeah of course
0: it's very then like, there's this avant-garde. one girl from
2: new york named like cindy claire i think She's like, she's dope. Like, man, that girl, she, but you can tell she pulls from London too a lot. Cause like her style is just so, it's, it's, crazy. Like her with the, like the color tones and stuff that she uses and the hazy feel. Like a lot of my photos, I try to go for that hazy dream.
1: Yes. Like, which, which is like, I've, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but that you, you did one that was kind of like a Vogue themed uh, shoot and it gave, and it gave that same kind of like glowy, um, that kind of effect, and you had, I think you had, two, it was like two girls, two black girls in it, and it was just oh, gorgeous.
2: Yeah. My Victorian project, that was actually yeah, that was submitted to Vogue. Um, oh I my was, gosh, I Vogue until September, but like that one, probably my favorite shoot this year. Honestly. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm hoping that you know something comes from that because that was incredible. I was sitting there, I was like, I feel like, I literally feel like you took us to a different place. And what I really loved about it is that, you know, unfortunately because of our history and everything, you don't see a lot of black people depicted in that kind of, you know, way. And I loved seeing that. And they looked so regal as all at the same time.
2: Oh, Thank you. That's Andrea right there. Andrea's is like such an amazing stylist. You know, she put that together. That was our second time working and she put that together. Shout so, out to her. Yeah, seriously. She's been, she's been helping out a lot on my projects and whatnot, so.
1: So to kind of like touch on that, like, you know, she she helps you out like for for styling and you know, these projects and shoots and stuff. So on a busy day like that, you know, that you guys are shooting and all this coordination, what does a day in the life look like that for you guys?
2: Like on set, what does it look like?
1: Yeah, or like a busy day that you have to shoot on kind of like from the moment you get up, what is, what does it look like? You know, take us through that process.
2: Oh man. Um... It's, it's smooth, honestly, because like I said, I'm big on the pre-production. So as long as pre-production is taken care of, like everything goes pretty smooth during the shoot. But I will say every shoot, there's always at least one thing that goes wrong that kind of like, you know, puts us back on time, whether the light's not working or something, something just a little bit goes wrong. But every shoot's pretty smooth. Though. I mean, me and Dre, our energy is like, is beautiful on set. It's honestly the most beautiful thing. We both get along. We we don't like step on each other's toes. I know how to let her just like do what she's doing. And um, usually I'm just going like, fly on the wall getting all the behind the scenes of like what she's working on and whatnot. Um, but pre-production helps out with our shoots so much. So by the time we get on set, everyone knows what they're doing. Usually the miles that I'm choosing for shoots, um, I'm really big on like Make, like I, I can kind of already have like a, a sense of like who to work with for a project and who's gonna like execute it very well. Like that project, uh, Diamond and Plumetti, I already knew they never met before, but I knew them two in a room. Big off my own individual shoots with them. I knew they were gonna be like really, really good on set. Mm-hmm. So making sure that the vibes is good before we even get on set by curating the right people makes everything go smooth sailing when we get on set. Um, and then from there, once we're on set, I mean it's just you know it's just a good balance just having balance between each other to make sure we're communicating a lot
1: yeah and so like so like so that's that's the day like of the shoot so like what 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 do you do after after a shoot like what's f- big picture what does a full day look like for you when you when you have a shoot
2: when i have a shoot um are you want all the details like waking up like it no, like- uh,
1: no 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 i just kind of want to know like you know do you do you do any like editing afterwards or is it just kind oh. of like okay the shoot's over we're d- like that's that's kind of like what what, yeah. what i mean yeah
2: um no nah, i don't usually do editing right after because i'm pretty like exhausted and energy wise i'm exhausted so like i just usually we go out to eat um if everyone's down to go get some food get a drink or something like that like we just like to chill afterwards you know Um, if everyone has the time to do so. Most of the time, a lot of people, especially the miles, they always have to go back or something. But me and Andrea or whoever else is on the production team, we usually go out to eat, get some food and kind of just recap the day. Yeah. Things and whatnot. Just, you know, talk about the next project we got coming or something.
0: Um, I have one last question that's kind of in tune with, um, you know, your style. Do you see yourself eventually like, i don't know shooting in london or moving your home base and and doing something more on like european side of things yeah
2: one thousand percent like i would dream to go over there honestly my next spot will be atlanta though um (gasps) that's my my next spot Uh, and i'm actually planning that for next summer so next summer i'm i'm already planning to try to move out to atlanta and get out there just because film wise um yeah. A lot of people don't know, like, film, like, for me, is, like, a really, really big part of everything. Like, fashion photography and everything I'm doing now is just kind of, like, the like the minimal thing that I want to do. But long-term, I want to be, like, a featured filmmaker and going right. to a place like Atlanta is where I yeah. can really get my foot in the door. Uh,
0: yeah. That, you know? that was a large factor in why I wanted to move because I know, like, what I want to do in my future is more focused towards film media and all of that kind of stuff and i was like i can't do it in seattle so if it ever comes to that point where i have to find a new job i was like i want to be in atlanta so that i'm already <laughs> in home base <laughs> yeah it's black it hollywood
2: definitely. out there it's so much yes yeah
0: yeah, yeah. it's crazy
2: east coast <laughs> in general honestly is just more my vibe because like because i'm like inspired by european um artists like you get a lot of that feel on the east coast like even up in new york um you know and being in atlanta I'm, it's easier to travel to new york or something yeah. like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would love to just be on the east coast just for that reason. Plane tickets from the east coast to the to europe is a lot cheaper. It's just
3: yeah.
2: a better area to be at and it's plus it's home for me. That's where all my family's at so. Yeah. yeah.
0: We're here. I feel you. Everything you just <laughs> said, I'm like, yeah, that's the check, 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 <laughs> check. Yeah, Those are all the reasons. 100%. Yeah. Um well, I want to make sure that we leave enough time for our hot topic because I think it could get spicy. Um, we're going to do an open forum discussion about it. So we're going to jump into another quick two to three-minute break. Again, stay tuned, you guys. You're listening to The Way with Jaz and Tay.
3: Tune into the Whale well You Ask podcast with T1, d live at 5, and DJ BBD. This is the podcast where you ask us a question and we will talk about it. Catch us every Wednesday live on Facebook and YouTube at 8 p.m. Central 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also listen to us on all podcast streaming platforms. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: Welcome back to The Way with Chaz and Tay. Before the break, we got into our interview with Darrell, learned a little bit more about his process, history behind what got him into this, um, as well as kind of what he expects to take this in the future Um, now we're going to go ahead and get into our hot topic, um, which we're really excited about. We, um, it's, it's basically surrounding a Twitter clip that we saw. Um, it's a different, it's a different podcast eight at the table. And, um, this clip from this particular episode started going around where the host started talking about what do you bring to the table? And this is talking about men and women, you know, what do we bring to the table? and the larger, like, the larger discussion was surrounding finances and relationship, but Twitter got stuck on this seemingly disrespectful candor towards Erin, one of the female hosts, when was when she was asked what she brought to the table. Um, let's take a listen to the snippet now.
3: Benny? And Amanda alluded to that. She's saying if you... Make less, okay, cool. But if you make less and you still can't take care of the basic necessities in this relationship or in our house, that's the problem. If you make less and you fail to monetize a skill that you have that be- that financially benefits our household, that's a problem. Okay, cool. You make sixty, but you're also an electrician that brings in forty thousand extra in our house a year. That means all the 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 the, the, the lights, the uh the, the ceiling fans, all this electrically based or whatever, you take care of it. So that's monetizing what your skill is so what ass are and our that's household. that's called
4: providing. And I want to make sure that y'all understand that men provide in more than just a financial way. And that's my problem, because if I sit here and ask, okay, cool, if I pay every bill in this house, right, and I fix everything in this house because I'm an electrician, what are you con- What are you bringing to the table? As a woman, what do you realistically do other than have sex?
3: Oh, do you, you you asking me? I'm, I'm asking like, oh, Okay, person. so what are you asking oh, well, her as a no. no woman that no, makes no. no, no, no. Oh, See, if you, I'm making, I'm just asking. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. What
4: are you bringing? Actually, and I mean, every lady here, I want to know what are you bringing to the table for the man
3: that takes care of you? Here, here, here we go, and take notes. So <laughs> what I do is I make that house that you pay for, that you pay that mortgage for. I make it at home. I cook the meals. I'm washing clothes.
4: That's a hundred dollars a week.
3: Don't play with me. I, I cook, can get it made. No, 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 no. You see that? You see that's where you're going wrong. It costs more than hundred dollars a week to have somebody cook for you, to have somebody clean up after you. Because a lot of times, you men become our children. All right, we dress y'all. We pick out y'all clothes. We cook for y'all. We wash y'all's clothes. We clean up behind y'all when y'all leave your little, uh, little, little piece Aaron, on, on the floor. That's what
4: you. are a good woman, and that's what you do. But let's be clear <laughs> it's a lot of. I'm talking listen, about I, me. Listen, I own a barbershop. I are talking about I, me. I, I got you, but you saying we speak for yourself because I work in a barbershop, right? I own my own shop. The men complain that. They, it started off that way, but then they start slacking. They don't do what they, the they don't keep up with that same type of energy, and but they expect the man to keep that same energy of pro, continue on providing in that aspect. So you I'm hearing the complaints. So you can speak for yourself, but a lot of women say I don't want to cook. But I they keep want saying you to that, provide, but they, they don't cook. cook.
3: I keep saying that. We're talking about Aaron Campbell. Okay. It, about so Aaron Campbell. So don't say we then. Yeah. Okay, well. Let, let's, let's backtrack. I make a house a home. Okay. All the furniture you get to come home and, and lay up on, I pick that out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. All, uh, all, when the paper towels go, go, go away in the bathroom, you know who goes to the store to get them, you know who gets on Amazon to get that? All the that you don't even think about that makes your life easier, I do that. You understand? You it. Death,
4: Let me ask you a question, right? Everything that you're telling me can be bought. Guess what? I can have an assistant order me paper towels and toilet paper and groceries on Amazon. Actually, I get Whole Foods delivered to my house weekly. It's a subscription. I get meal preps every week. My meal preps is $120, and I get three meals a day. I make myself my own breakfast. That's four square meals. I have another cleaning lady. She charges me $100 a week to come clean. You are only saving me $600. Uh, in a nutshell.
3: Maybe you. Six to eight hundred dollars. But what I'm saying... Maybe I live in a 5,000 square foot regardless, home. Regardless, I'm managing saying, your the services...
4: Home. Are, can be paid for. So what are you bringing outside? Listen, if you ask a man, what is he bringing to the table? I'm bringing a house to the table. That I can also
3: a, pay for yeah. myself.
4: Okay, but you're not. That
3: I, but I can.
4: But you're not.
3: But I can. But
4: you're not. And you're not willing to.
3: I That's am the willing point. to. I was taking care of myself before I was married. And then you got Maybe married got and stopped of, taking care of yourself. I have multiple mortgages. <laughs> I still take care of shit. That's the That's, thing. Listen, I'm
4: not saying you can't make money. What I'm saying is what you're bringing... What you're bringing to this table is a service that can be paid for versus what a man has to bring into the table for your life. You can't buy somebody to buy you a home. I could buy somebody to cook and clean for my house. I can't buy a person to come give me a house, give me a car, take care of me, and make sure all my bills but are in the house. But I can do give...
3: that. That's what I I'm not saying that you can't.
4: I'm saying that you're not. And I'm saying that you're not willing to.
3: So, I, did so you what I... hear what I said? I, I've done it before, before that.
0: So I wanted the full clip to play because it got deeper and I feel like the things that he was saying to her got a little bit more disrespectful. Um, I also feel like there's a lot of things that we can kind of like touch on from what he said. Okay, so they're having this discussion and what, what was said at the beginning of their podcast was that women these days make more money than men do. And that's how we got on the whole topic of, you know, if you're making more money, but the man is still supposed to be the provider, the one that's bringing home the bacon and is paying all the bills. And what do you do for me that, and he's saying that I can't already pay for. Um, How do you guys feel about what he had to say first and foremost? (laughs) I'll go to Darrell first.
2: (laughs) I thought he was triggered, honestly. He sounded very triggered.
0: (laughs) You feel me? um it sounds like he's had to
1: do all of this stuff out of like necessity because he hasn't had a partner able to kind of like work with him in these like you know what I mean he sounds bitter I do this on myself because I have to or like I can't I got like you sound bitter
0: I also feel like to me the entire discussion's a bit like based in antiquated like ideals like it's this whole thought that the man's supposed to be the provider and the woman's supposed to be cooking and cleaning like even what she says I I take issue with because I'm like I'm not coming to a table saying I cook I clean I do this. Yeah, I'll do those things. But I also think that it should be a split type of situation in this day and age. Also, if I'm the breadwinner, then we're splitting the bills. I don't expect you to be paying for everything or to be the one to buy me a house um he also said that like you can't buy someone to buy you a house and i thought that that was funny because i was like i'm literally a single woman with no man going through the process of trying to buy myself a house if i get with someone i will still have this house that i bought and it's yours and it's mine (laughs) so either we'll be living there or we'll find something else that both our names will be on like i would never move into a situation where we aren't splitting that. Like, you're not gonna have your name on the deed and then I'm just kind of out of luck if something goes awry. Like, it just couldn't be me. Um, I also think that like his thoughts on, you know, the men have to provide, it's antiquated. Like, I, I, I think that him saying, well, I'm bringing money and a house and all these things to the table. I'm like, I don't need you to bring any of those things to the table. Like Aaron was saying, I'm bringing them myself. Was I not taking care of myself before I met you? Like I'm a whole grown adult. What do I look like waiting for somebody to make my life and my dreams come true? You know what I'm saying? So what I wanted to ask you guys, now that we've listened to their clip, what do you bring to the table? Or what should we be bringing to the table?
2: Um, I mean, I would say, I mean, it should be equal for sure. That's one thing. I, I definitely think it should definitely be equal. Um don't even think i don't i knew me personally i don't even think about it in like a monetary type of thing i mean of course i want you know the bills to be paid i want everything to be taken care of and whatnot but it's no it's nothing like oh you're supposed to do this and i'm supposed to do that we're both human you know we're both supposed to if we want to be together we got to just take care of each other in general and that's it and just the main thing and this is what i felt like there was the problem within that whole argument with them was just like there was like it sounds like lack of communication mm. and everyone. I think, uh, or within their own relationships, maybe, or past relationships, I think communication is, like, the biggest thing you should bring to the table. Because if you have communication, then you don't have to worry about really any of those issues, honestly. Because you be able to communicate, A, like, I had a bad week. Like, for me, it's like a freelancer or something. Like, if I have, like, a bad month or something, clients, like, things aren't going well or not. If I can communicate something like that, then that should make things better versus like you know thinking like most men would think oh you know I gotta take care of this and I can't say nothing I gotta figure it out on my own it's a pride thing tell it yeah exactly you should put your pride away
1: when you're and you're right because ultimately what you're saying like with the communication like ultimately that can build a stronger bond and relationship with your partner anyways like the fact that you can be open and honest about something like that that most people men or women aren't necessarily comfortable with like men and women both have that whole issue of pride and asking for help and and all that kind of stuff We're admitting like you said i've had a bad month and sorry babe we're not going out this month because i literally cannot afford to but hey, if you wanna go out and you got it, let's go. <laughs> like right. You can take us out. I just can't take us out. <laughs>
2: right. As long as you can talk about it though. I mean, it yeah. just like it fixes all the issues. You don't have to worry it doesn't matter who makes more, who makes less, nothing. As long as you can communicate, like, you know. Yeah. You can at least I do love how um Aaron like tapped on like you can provide like the, the bare minimum as long as you're able to take care of like even if you're the male that makes less in the relationship. As long as you can provide what you what's needed, you know, y'all split the bills and stuff like that. You can communicate it, and you're good. To yeah, work.
1: I wasn't. I think, sh- oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Jess. I wasn't sure what her point was when she was talking about like, you have a skill as an electrician. That's an additional forty k. Like, is she saying that you should be getting two jobs? I like, think is that what she was
0: saying? Sorry, I that think part. That what she was saying is that it's like there are dudes out here that. They think that something like being an electrician is beneath them.
3: Oh no, honey, that's a get, trade and like that's a job.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so it's like regardless of how much Understood. you're going to be making, take a job is job. a job. I got exactly. you exactly. And I, it's funny because the older that I get, the less how much a man makes matters to me. Because again, like I said, I'm doing well for myself mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your money, like if you don't have it, that's fine. I've got it. We can work something out. I care more about how you treat me and, you know, how we communicate with each other and whether or not we actually get along. The money is just like an added bonus or not. But like, like she said, if you don't make as much as me, that's fine. As long as you're taking care of your business, like as long as you're not out here like just sitting around being sad because <laughs> oh I don't make right. enough money. I literally was in a relationship like this, and I was like, I don't want it because you're too stuck on the things that don't matter to me. Like at the end of the day, we like each other. Are we going to try to make it work? But you want to be stuck on the fact that you don't think you're good enough for me, and I can't do he that. Was, like, I can't. He was
1: letting his own insecurities get in, get the, way. in the way.
0: Yeah, and. I think that, again, it's that communication piece with everything. It's like, if we can't communicate with each other about emotional stuff, about financial stuff, like, what are we even doing? It's just going to cause problems at the end of the day. Um, I have one last question. I think we all know the answer to this, but I felt like it it kind of goes along with the conversation that we're having. Um, and... Someone actually asked this to us on IG. Shout out to the, uh, the Darsh underscore 206. Jasmine, do you know who that is? Actually? Marshall. Thank you, Marshall, for this question. <laughs> he asked, in a ro- in a romantic relationship, what is more important, financial or emotional security? And I'd like to answer it first. I want to say I want both. <laughs> Okay, like, I think that it comes down to having to choose whether you want emotional or financial security. But I would like to have both of these things. And I don't think that I should have to choose one in order to the other. I think Mm -hmm. that when it comes to relationships, I've been doing a lot of work lately, and it's all about investments. And I think of the investments I want are emotional, like I want you to be interested and to be pouring into me. But I also would not mind if you spent a little change on me either, you know, like, and it doesn't have to be a lot. It can be something as small as like you went and got a charcuterie for a picnic. It was Excuse thoughtful you. and you spent a little something. Like I love charcuterie boards. That's $20. I
3: love
1: mm-hmm. that you use that as an example too, because a lot of people, I feel like, especially in this day and age, materialistic or will immediately go to materialistic ideas. And no, like if if you can spend a little coin on me just to lay what you think of me. And like you said, it's a charcuterie board, like, That means a lot more than like getting a Louis bag or something. A Louis bag would be nice, but I don't need a Louis (laughs) bag.
0: Or even if it's like you know, ooh, this week for me was hard because I had all these bills and my student loans came out, and they're like, I want to do something with you. I want to take you out of town, and you're like, I don't really feel comfortable going out of town right now. And they're like, I've got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like,
3: it's a partnership,
0: and I've got yours when it matters
2: yeah I feel like they they definitely both go hand in hand you can't have one without the other um Mm -hmm. because even like as far as just like that emotional security just being able to you know spend that little coin just like to just show your that you you're thinking about that person that helps out a lot um and plus like the number one thing I think for any downfall in a relationship anyway is always financial so you have to You know, that that starts a lot of arguments. Um, A lot of divorces are made because of, you know, financial disagreements and stuff like that. So, obviously, finance is definitely something that has to be in there um, to make sure that, you know, the emotional security can be there, too.
0: All right. Do we have time to very quickly have uh, Darrell tell the people where they can find him at on social? Go, go, go.
2: Okay. so you can find me on social, all social platforms at Fuego underscore Gatsby on YouTube, at PrimeX um, Primex Entertainment. And yeah, that's where you can find me, every, everywhere.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an amazing interview and show. That's all we have for you guys today. Tune in next Thursday. Peace. Bye. As always, thank you so much for tuning into The Way. Catch you next week, same time, same place. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at TheWayJazzandTay and on Twitter at TheWayJT. Don't be afraid to
1: DM us if you have any questions or suggestions about the show. Until next time, bye! Peace!